I'm going ahead and going out on a limb here because no one else, if you know of anybody else doing this, please get them to get in touch with me. I would love to be able to share this experience with someone that has gone through it as well. Uh, that is why I try so hard to tell you each and every little thing that I'm feeling, not because I think you're like, oh, what's, what's happening with Christy today? Not that I think you really are just waiting on bated breath for me to speak. It's just, I feel that everything that I share, it's like when they do a drug trial and they have to write down everything, you know, that happens, you know, swollen eyes, itchiness, rash, anal leakage, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes stuff that doesn't even have to do with the side effect from the medication, they have to put that down. That's what a pharmacist told me one day when it came about drug trials. So we're calling this the Christie trials, I guess, for, uh, for fashiology here. I have waited a couple of days before I was willing to document this because I I just needed to make sure it is for sure what I am feeling. And it's like nothing, which is odd. I have been in chronic all over body pain in full trauma since 2021. It was you know, little moments here and there, you know, a month here, three months here, you know, the typical pattern. Uh, and then 2021, my body just stopped. And that's when all of this happened. Well, the trauma from my last session, which was the adhesions being ripped from the pelvic floor are pretty much healed, I guess. It takes like six weeks for fascia to heal. There's still more, you know, healing it has to do. But the fact that it woke up the pelvic floor and blood started flowing through again, that was very, very painful at first, extremely painful. And for a couple of days, it was like, oh my gosh, I cannot, I will not. The ability to move is not within me. It's not going to happen. And now I am focused and pretty much just feeling these residual adhesions and my jaw has been bothering me. And you're probably like, well, if you talked as much as you do, of course your jaw's gonna hurt you. But my jaw has been bothering me and my cheeks, but underneath my jaw. And I feel like that's why my neck is pulling forward. And my fasciologist, you know, asked me all the time, you know, and even my mat person, they were like, all of your problems stem from your neck. All of your problems seem to stem from your neck. Have you been in an auto accident, whiplash? I'm like, no, absolutely not, nothing at all. You know, I've been drugged down the <laughs> through a door, I've been hit, I've gone over speed bumps, but no, no quick stopping 
accidents that, you know, that I have, I've ever been in. But for the past few days, the pain in my jaw has been brutal. I've had to wear my neck collar, uh, just because it hurt to, uh, oh, it didn't hurt. It just, I couldn't hold my head up. It was just like, just wasn't going to happen today. Why put the effort into it? So just pop on the neck collar. There you go. And I was really starting to hurt yesterday. And I'm like, why in the world would my jaw be hurting me now when it's never been a problem in the past? And then I remembered, five years old, I was a little girl. I remember exactly where it happened because I had to drive by it every day to take my son to school. I fell in front of our apartment complex off of my bike and I fell face first into the road that's now asphalt but had gravel at the time and I fell with my upper lip completely, I guess I was talking. <laughs> dare you to find a picture where my mouth is shut. I <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I'm sure I was five. I was ratchet y'all and I was talking. And when I fell, for some odd reason, I decided to stop myself with my face and my upper lip landed on the, the, the road. I lost my two front baby teeth. I, I had a big swollen lip. I had to have, you know, it was, my lip was sewn back underneath. I'm very fortunate, really. The damage was, was minimal, but I'm feeling it now. It's in my fascia. I'm almost, what year is it? 2023, I was born in 70. So I will be in May. I'll, yeah, I'll be 53 in May. So, was that 48? Yeah, like 48 years later, I am now ridding myself of trauma that I caused to my body when I was five years old. Oh my goodness gracious. I mean, this is an eye opener for me because it validates everything that I've been doing and been, been trying to share. And now I can honestly share it with you. I am reversing the trauma by working on my fascia. Now, right now, we're going to document this. So when I come back and tell you what was done, you can say, ha, 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 you were right as always. Or, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. Never listen to you again. But what we have been attacking in my neck, yes, there have been adhesions, but the root cause of those adhesions I am almost positive are from the trauma of my mouth hitting the gravel of all things. <laughs> of course it would be my mouth hitting the gravel before any other body part. And that caused trauma 
to my face, which tightened everything, which gradually caused the cheeks, the TMJ, my TMJ to lock shut, my posture leaning forward, all of that. And I'm telling you, the pain that I'm feeling right now is it's it's intense and and i and you hear me say that a lot but they are it's because when you've gone from all over chronic body pain to just being stabbed in one spot constantly it gets to be intense and that's all you're focused on is that one issue but right now i know it is like under my jaw i can feel it I can feel how tight everything is. My cheeks hurt. Just, I, it's like I'm back to when I was five years old. I am feeling that pain and not once. We're at episode like 120 something, right? Have I ever mentioned jaw pain as much as I talk? Not a time, not a single time. And this is amazing to me. Because I was able to, you know, say, you know, I got rid of the dent in my left butt cheek from the fall of 89. Uh, I'm working on my left leg with the canoe incident of 89. But my right foot, it's still not gone completely. I can tell because it's making me change my gait. Like right now I have the heating pad on my right leg and then I'll alternate and I'm putting it around my neck because the pain is so intense in those places. I've also still got a little bit hanging on in the pelvic floor on the right-hand side uh, uh, because it makes it feel like it makes it feel like I'm higher up than I should be on one side. And honestly, it's I it's like if if you could take everything off and just look, you would probably just see fascia holding my pelvic floor and my leg just hanging right there and it just needs to be ripped off. But it's incredible that I can share this with you because you don't have to get that bad. I don't know what state you're in right now as I don't mean, you know, not literally what state. Sola. My dear Sola. Uh who uh what was that word that you used? It, it was it, uh, what is that word for uh, allopathic, allopathic medicine? I am curious. I need to know more about allopathic medicine. And you know who I'm talking about. I got your message, and I, I and I'm intrigued because you mentioned that adhesions were something that you knew about and had grown up knowing about and that's what upsets me so much is that our fascia was studied in Galileo times it's discussed in books um and I and I say Galileo but it was probably somebody else real important with an Italian name that that did something I I but there was there's so many scientific reports dating back to that time period where the fascia was just thrown off to the side and now we're studying it and it's a shame that we've gone from something that we could have been doing holistically this entire time to now 
because technology has gotten so great, which I'm very thankful for. I mean, I'm able to do this podcast from any position, <laughs> if you can see me now. No, but I, technology is great. But then, you know, I'm taking this CPT training, and one of the new things that is coming up is something about uh, some some new illness with your thumb, I guess, because everybody's on their cell phones so much. They've now got these. Now, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm not. I mean, it's, it's just where we've come from, you know, that now we're having to get braces for our thumbs, not for the hypermobility. These are everyday people because they're overusing their thumbs. I guess they've strained them or something. I'm not really sure exactly what's going on but that's in my training about people being hunched over and looking at their phones and things like that technology is great but it's also causing a few problems and because we're not um you know working on simple things like our fascia Look where I got to. Look where you are. I don't want to be where I was ever again in 2021. I I think I'm going through all of these changes and having all of these ups and downs. Maybe Perry Mini Paws has turned into Mini Paws. Mini Paws. We don't have menopause. We have Mini Paws. But something is happening to my body. I... I'm shocked that I'm not feeling the pain that I had to get used to, that I had to accept. Now, I want to put myself in bubble wrap. I don't want anybody bumping into me. I just, God forbid, anybody gets near me, you know? (laughs) I'll break out more than the sex wedges the next time my husband and I decide to be intimate. (laughs) Get through this. (laughs) I'm sorry, my mind goes everywhere. I just am in total awe from where I've come from 2021 to now. There's a lot of accepting that I have to do accepting that I have this illness, accepting that I can live with this illness, making sure I stick to advocating for myself. All of these things that I have not managed, that I need to manage can affect me negatively, negatively, (laughs) in the negative way they can affect me. And trying different things to stay out of pain and, and, and trying different modalities. Tried and true for me right now has only been working on my fascia. So while you're listening to these podcasts, which I am so grateful for you doing. And by the way, if you can keep liking me on Spotify, it's growing. I'm so excited because they said they only select a few people. Of course, they probably sent it to every single person that has a podcast, 
but they sent it it says it's sent to a few people and when I chatted with the people they said congratulations so I guess it was an accomplishment you know once you get so many listeners uh, or, or likes on Spotify make fake accounts I don't care what you have to do as long as it's legal they, anything to help get the word out but I just I, I don't know how to get acclimated to this new feeling. I still have pain. I'm still limited. My husband still is like, don't do this, don't do that, you know, don't overdo it. I still need pain medication. I still, you know, I'm 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 you know working with the Kratom a little bit. It's not legal, I know in the UK and uh some people have questions about it. But it affects my vision, I think, a little bit when I take a, a little bit of Kratom. It kind of affects my, my vision a little bit. So I don't like taking it so much. But I don't like also having to take pain medication. But today, I was like, well, you know, I'm hurting. But I'm hurting, like, in a different way. And I just, it's okay. I should be able to take something for pain. And... Now I'm going to go to the eye doctor and do some laundry and take care of a couple of chores. Things that I couldn't do before. And I'm still just flabbergasted because I I can't believe I remembered that whiplash-like, there you go, whiplash-like trauma of when I was five years old. That's causing me the pain I'm in now. So think about that. I know you know the sublux- subluxation of the, should I have even spoken today? I can't believe. <laughs> I'm truly just, I'm truly kind of giddy and I'm at a loss because I, th- I thought I was doomed to a life of just constant chronic pain and I thought I'd be chronologically put it this way telling you day to day let's leave out the big words for the rest of this podcast episode how about that I just thought I would be sharing with you this is what's happening and this is fascial remodeling but it's turned into so much more for me it's turned into hey, somebody's listening, so I'm going to talk. And maybe I can help somebody. Ooh, get this. You know, Facebook is not my forte. But I did a comment because somebody was complaining about their eyes. Well, my husband, every time he sees something, he's like, Christy, you can't have had that too. You just, you can't have had everything. And I didn't realize as I start answering people's questions, Oh my gosh, I guess I have had a lot of things happen to me during this illness. You know, problems with spasms, problems with my gait, problems with gastric, you know, all of these little things. And I realized, you know, when you go down and look at the history of me and this illness, I guess I have had quite a few things, but it just didn't bother me till I lost my voice and lost the ability to walk. Everything else was just normal, everyday wear and tear. But someone was talking about their eyes and how 
they, you know, should they get the laser eye surgery or not, and this, that, and the other. And I had gotten RK, radiokeratotomy, when I was, oh my gosh, 89, the summer of 89, I was living in Buckrow, that's when I got it, wow, everything happened bad in 89, <laughs> just about, oh, that's so funny now that I think about it, but I had radiokeratotomy, and that's when they go in and they actually sliced the cornea, I guess, so they could open up your eye, I had astigmatism in both eyes, so that you didn't have to wear contact lenses. And, you know, I had a big old crooked nose, no bosoms, but I was vain. I didn't want to have to wear glasses. I wanted contacts. You know, I lived at the beach. So I had RK done. And they never quite healed right, but I just figured that was my punishment for going for vanity surgery. That's why a nose job was never something I was ever going to consider. So... I would drive down the road, and every headlight that I would look at, it looked like a starburst. Now, granted, I wanted to be a star, and in case you hear, I'm moving. I'm, oh, there you go. I had to move the heating pad up to my neck now. Oh, oh, and she popped. And, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> I would see, I'm just, I'm just enjoying chatting with you. I hope you don't mind. But I would drive down the road, and every car light, every headlight looked like a star. And it would be so aggravating. But I just figured that was par for the course. And then I became a disc jockey and the way we got paid was in lieu of money we would get services. Um, like, you know, hey, we'll give you a gun instead of money or, you know, we'll do your eye surgery instead of giving you money if you do our commercials. So I went in for that LASIK, and they decided that, and this is what happens, is why I quit doing, uh, I quit doing anything where I got services for free for me to talk about them because it just never worked out. And remember the bracelet they were going to give me, that was it, piercing pagoda, or no, that's a joy. That thing that you add charms to it, those those necklaces and bracelets and all, they wanted to give that to me so I would talk about their jewelry. And I'm like, my son doesn't eat this kind of metal, you know, so I need cash. I don't want the jewelry. So they did my eyes, but they did one eye up close and left the other eye alone so that they thought that would be good. I guess monotone vision, where you could look far away with one eye and not with the other, whatever. I mean, that's what I had to go for. So they did it. Well, through the years, my eyes just started getting worse. I've always had a problem with dry eyes, but my eyes were getting worse to the point that my new eye doctor, Dr. G, Dr. Gata, Gata, I call him G, it's G-A-D-A, -A, just G is easier for me. And he said, you know, it was almost as if, if he was lecturing me like a little girl well you you did this to your eyes because, because you oh 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 i pushed a button oh, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> that scared me. I pushed a button. Remember that phone that we kept that has the free, the, the thing on there where I can watch Urban Cowboy for free? Well, I was watching The Voice because Hulu's now making you charge to um, get live television so you can watch The Voice. And it's Blake Shelton's last season. Not that I really care, but it's kind of fun. And I just wanted to watch it. And I wasn't going to get live Hulu back. It's football season is when we get it from my husband. And I refused to pay all that money. And it's on this app. So I was watching it before I decided to chat with you. And then I hit the button and poof. And so it scared me. So my eye doctor would just almost just just make just make me feel two inches small and he wasn't meaning to but it was just because I had screwed my eyes up and he said because of the surgeries my cornea was flat and that I could not read I couldn't get the light into my eyes I couldn't read it like regular people, because there was no curvature to my cornea. So I needed to have medical contacts. Well, medical contacts, if you don't know, are solid glass. You have to bend forward to put them in because you have to fill them with liquid. You fill them with liquid. You lean forward. You have to hold your eye completely open, top and bottom, and then stick it in. And that's what she said. And then once it gets in, you have to hope there are no bubbles so you can see properly. And then you have to wear glasses on top of that. So I had to create a curvature in my eye. Well, when he started reading about my illness, he came to me a much different man and treated me much differently and was so very kind to me. He wasn't not kind before, but it just, it made me feel like it was all my fault that my eyes were the way they were. And he said, would you be willing to try amniotic membrane contact lenses? And I said, well, what does that entail? What do we have to do? And he explained it to me. And they take, um, I, you know, part of the amniotic membrane and put it into a contact lens and then put it on your eye and then it goes into your eye and, and heals the eye. He did that for me. Now, I have been unable since 2018, I have not been able to see without wearing glasses and contact lenses at the same time. Then at the beginning of last year, there was a scratch on my cornea, I guess from these contact lenses. And he said, Christy, are you able to go without your, without seeing very well? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because it was half at best anyway, even with the medical contacts and the glasses. But he said, if the longer you can go with those contact lenses out, I think the better chance we'll have of your eye healing. And I said, okay. So we went, it was weeks and then months. And I had gone with only wearing, I, I, I had to wear glasses that didn't work properly, but it pulled my left eye up. So at least I wasn't feeling 
like I was in a fun house because there was nothing fun about it. But it was absolutely a miserable feeling, and I was still blurry, but at least I could feel even, you know, instead of that one eye going far away and one eye going close up. So he researched it, and he did the amniotic membrane. Now, I had gone, like I said, it was months waiting for this scar to heal. And that was the new scar, right? He puts the amniotic membrane on my eye. I go back seven days later. The scarring is all but gone. It's just barely existing. Just It's almost non-existent. Like it, he was shocked it was the same eye. Same eyes, actually, because then we went and did the other eye because it was such marked improvement. So 14 days after I did an amniotic membrane on each eye, I've been dealing with this. I did the surgery in 1989. I had the scarring effects, seeing the starburst in the headlights immediately, and that never went away. And then I had the LASIK surgery done on the one eye, uh, and that was in the early 2000s, probably like 2004, 2005. And my vision started going down, let's see, started going down very badly in about eh, 2012, I think. And I have been battling that. Well, everything just <clears throat> seems to happen and then it just happens in, happens in bunches. But I have not been able to see properly. Pretty much, I mean, definitely since 2018. I had one eye doctor give me, oh gosh, I had an eye doctor and she was horrible, by the way. And she, this was before we found out what was wrong with my eyes, but she just, I couldn't get a right prescription and she was having problems. Her office staff was rude to me. And I told her I'd never been treated in such a manner and that I just wanted my money back. So they gave me their money back, or gave me my money back. And this was years ago. And this just happened a couple weeks ago. My son had a friend come over and spend the night, and a lovely young man. But his mother wanted to meet me first before he stayed, and it was her the worst eye doctor I've ever had in my entire life. And it was her. I could have died because it was horrible the way she treated me and the way I left her office. But she didn't recognize me, thank goodness. And she produced an incredible son, and that's all I really care about. And I did get to the right eye doctor, but I was just sitting there telling my son, oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't remember. I hope she doesn't know. <laughs> so that was very embarrassing. But back to Dr. G. So after 14 days, seven days in each eye, having an amniotic membrane inserted and in, in like just sucked into each eye. He fitted me for a regular pair of glasses. 
So I am now wearing just one pair of glasses. I'm still dealing with the dry eye situation. That's why I'm going to go see him today. He put tear duct things in there and that didn't work out very well. So I'm going to see if he's going to maybe do another round of the amniotic membrane. But I started this conversation off with you to tell you that I think these are the things that are going to be handled at my my next fascial remodeling session because I am under strict orders to not fascia blast myself because it's like I have no mercy on myself and I need to allow my body to heal. So I'm following orders to the best of my ability. And that's where I started off to tell you, hey, my jaw and then that accident that I had to then end up going to my eyes. But there is a purpose. I made that comment to someone who had talked about they had horrible scarring on their eyes because of LASIK surgery and they'd never do it again. And I interrupted because it was a post somebody saying, should my daughter get it or not? And I gave my opinion uh, just saying, hey, it's up to you, but this is what happened to me because we don't scar well. But this person read my comment and then they went to their eye doctor and they were able to look into amniotic membrane contact lenses and they just got, I, I don't know their specific problems, but they sent me a message saying, thanks for the comment. My eyes are, are back to normal for me, whatever that means. But apparently that amniotic membrane heals the scarring. So the fact that I was able to help someone without realizing it was kind of the intention of this podcast as well. I hope I'm keeping you company throughout a day that might not be the best day, or I hope I am sharing in happy-go-lucky times with you. Maybe you're listening to avoid listening to the boss. Maybe you're taking a Calgon bath and my mellifluous words are taking you away. No, I know that's not true. But if I can help in any way, that's super cool. And I'm just letting you know, before your fascia stops working, make sure you start working on it for you, okay? Don't let it get to the point of trauma where it's glued to your bones to where you're not able to move. Now, it's not your fault. It is not your fault by far. You've gotten to the point that you've gotten to. It's society. It's the medical profession. It's the fact that we quit searching for things that were simple, easy answers right there with us. I really don't know the reason why. I just thought I'd throw it out there. But we know now, right? You know right now that you can work on your fascia, that you can increase that range of motion. You know the ability is, is in you and it's doable. You just need to work on your fascia. Find someone that can help you, but please do it. And if I've helped you in any way, that is awesome. And I am grateful and I am thankful that you come back every day. And I look forward to hearing from you. The messages mean a lot. Thank you. And anything you can do to help spread awareness so we can get bigger and better and get sponsors and, you know, 
spread awareness about our fascia, I'm very appreciative for. This has been a nice little chit chat for me and I just wanted to share and we'll find out post fascia remodeling how it went. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra, thank you so much for being here. Have a lovely day.